welcome back to Freedom Speak with Becca Marie and Stella. You gonna say hi? Hi. <laughs> We're all here. <laughs> so I'm here with my friend Carlton, and also uh, somebody else joined me here during the break. I got uh, got a good friend of mine, Larry, and uh, to say, hey, Larry, come on in, and sit in with us, and uh, say hey. Hello. It's great to be here, Rebecca. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. So. What was that thing you were talking about during the, the break, Carlton? I just wanted to kind of bring that up. That's kind of interesting because, you know, I've been saying for quite some time that all of this craziness with the, the weaponization of the of movements and racism and all this other garbage really, really escalated under Obama. And I don't yes. think that was just my imagination. I had a lot of people tell me that. Well, you know, some of the problem is, is that every law that seemed to hit the books was – 7,000 pages and a whole lot of stuff hidden in there and in the muck and no one reads the whole thing, right? So there there was the Smith-Munt Modernization Act, which was passed in 2012. And I hadn't even heard of that until you just brought that up. Right. It was buried in another one of his big laws that he passed, but it basically legalized propaganda in the U.S., right? It, it allowed them to just start lying to us and turn us into North Korea. Now, like the government to lie to us? Exactly. Yeah. Oh, God. You know, the government should not be allowed to lie to us. Well, in my opinion, that sure seems uh, copacetic to not only for them to lie to us, but, but it, it puts it together with how the news seems to have gone off the rails. Oh, yeah. You know, now, now all of a sudden everything's being painted with this weird array of chaos to, to give you this, you have to agree with me or the whole world's going to end color you, oh you know what I mean? well literally they do say that yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, well look at what aoc said a while back that that, that uh, the, the world's gonna end in 12 years now after 12 years passes and the world doesn't end what's she gonna say then what if it ends sooner well it might end sooner who knows <laughs> not as if anyone's gonna hold her to that one right it would be nice if they could go okay you had your 12 years you were wrong get out <laughs> yeah well you know you hear people it, it for my entire life, I remember there are people that they come up with things. They give dates. Oh, the world's going to end on this date or whatever's going to happen on this date. And then it never happens. How many times have you heard that? Over and over and yeah, over. exactly. I mean, I, I'm not going to go into the details of it, but I'm hearing, you know, hearing that from a, a certain group right now saying something like that to, that has some ideas about March 22nd or March 23rd. I don't know if you guys have heard that one or not. I'm not going to go into it mm -hmm. just yet. Maybe I will later. After March 22nd or 23rd passes and, yeah. and none of that happens, then, we'll then I'll mention it. Yeah. I'll say, oh, <laughs> see? Well, now what are you people going to say? Anyway, so anything else on that? Well, you know, it, there's always been this, this line for us. We, we had our red scare 50 years ago if you were – if you were a communist, you couldn't get work in this country. There were people. There were people who stood for everyone's rights. It's inalienable. You, you've got your rights. You can even believe the wrong thing, um, and and that's fine. the 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 problem is, is when they started doing this this propaganda movement. Now, no one knows what to believe. No, but it allows all these people to get indoctrinated into this communist perspective. And they don't even know it. Well, have you have like you said, it's like seven thousand pages. Who actually reads it? And I think that that's how they're aware of 
they they know they put it in there, but they threaded it very carefully between the seven thousand. Exactly. So nobody will notice until it's too late. It's already you know signed into law. Signed into law. Mm-hmm. And then and then nobody's read it. Nope. It's like no. Who who can read seven thousand pages? It was like how they uh, you know the Obamacare somewhere you know sixteen hundred pages in they hid this uh, starting to suggest euthanasia for for people over sixty five. Well, I heard some crazy in the law. I heard some crazy professor the other day, I was listening to this, in which he has actually come out and said that that old people should uh, be subjected to forced euthanasia. Forced. Forced. Now, (laughs) being forced to euthanize yourself is not euthanasia. That's called murder. Right. Right. But but it's legal in Canada. Not only is it legal, but they're not even just keeping it to old people, right? They're 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 allowing teenagers to make this decision. Yeah, I remember remember the old movie Logan's Run. Remember that one? Yes. Okay. Remember in that movie how when you turned thirty years old, uh, you got uh, they had this big ceremony like you were going to ascend uh, into the next level. Okay, at thirty years old, and what they were really doing is putting you in an incinerator. Mm-hmm. And just burning you and getting rid of you at thirty years old because you're thirty years old, you're no longer useful to society anymore. Terrifying. Yes, and they're actually trying to push that sort of uh, way of uh, normalizing that way of thinking. Well, you know, the, the, the bringing up Canada, um, they're they're if you're emotionally ill, they're they're bringing euthanasia on the table. Yeah. And the problem is, if you're mentally and emotionally ill, you might just be a teenager. <laughs> right, you could just be thirteen. <laughs> that's right, because that's the definition of it, yeah. right? Yeah. And 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 you know, for for thirteen year olds, and at least up until recently in this world, we consider them too young to make big decisions. Yeah, you're not capable. Right. Part of that is because you're mentally and emotionally unstable. Right. But but in Canada, they're like, no, no, no. Let's give them the the right to kill themselves over it. And in this country, all of a sudden, you know, those same people who are mentally and emotionally unstable, by definition are starting to get pushed into the, oh, let's have a surgery to right. fully ruin the rest of your life. That's right. Just makes no sense. No, it doesn't. Well, and Canada's at, at the point where they're getting the undesirables, the homeless, the people that don't want to take care of themselves, like, you know, we're traditionally taught, they're up for euthanization. I mean, they're going crazy with the euthanization in Canada, seriously. Well, you know, I've talked about Nazi Germany before, and it's like, you know... They have figured out a better way to do it. Adolf Hitler would have been envious of these people. He really would have, okay? Because what he was doing is he was demonizing Jewish people as being diseased. And, and, and we, have to, we have to get rid of them because we're doing them a favor. You know, and these mentally ill people, we've got to get rid of them too because we're doing them a favor. You know, we're, we're, we're helping them out. And they actually had the doctors and nurses of the time believing this nonsense and they were euthanizing and killing people in Nazi Germany. So, really, it's kind of the same thing, only they're being a lot more sneaky about it, how they're doing it. Right, they made it politically correct. They've made they it politically correct, yes. People are voluntarily doing these things now. You know, just like they scared people into voluntarily wearing their mask and taking an experimental injection without even questioning it. It's like, do you not realize that what you're having injected into your body has never really been tested on human beings? 
Do you realize that? Well, you know, yet people were going along with it. It it, it it reminded me of the swine flu situation when when that first hit our country in what 2006 or 2007, and it seemed like they came up with a swine flu vaccine really quick. And I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I, you know, I'm well until now. I could say I was fully vaccinated. <laughs> um, um, but I was like, I remembered going, wow, they came out with that vaccine really quick. I guess they worked with a, you know, a different s- strain of flu vaccine to build it. Okay, that could give them a pass. But not six weeks later, they were saying more people were dying from the vaccine than yeah. than the flu. And I'll take my chances with the flu. Then if you're going to give me a, a 50-50 or worse, then I'll just take my chances with the flu. I've never had a flu vaccine. Right. Um, and and when they went, and then that rang my bell, you know, and, and that got me to stop and think. And then, you know, you fast forward 12, 13 years and you got COVID and, ooh, eight weeks in we have this vaccine, air quotes, and 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 we're going to do it. And, oh, yeah, and it's it's free, so 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 take it. Well, you know, yeah, what not, else is free? Not, yeah, it's not only free. Uh, they're paying you to take it. My mama taught me to watch out for the van that said free candy. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah me too. You know, so, uh, I, you know, that alarm number one. And, and and now you've got people dying with with rubber blood clots, basically, that are two feet long. And, and, and that's never been seen before in never. nature. Never. Never, never been seen before in nature. Never been but seen, it's, but it's showing up a whole lot in people who got the jab. It is. So talking about that, uh, I wanted to point out a few people that have died over the past week. I'm, I'm going to do this every week. I mean, it, it, it's hard for me to find this information. They don't want you to see this information. They don't want anybody talking about it. This is uh, there's a uh, there was a Belgian goalkeeper. I guess it was a soccer player uh, by the name of. Arnie Aspiel, 25 years old, died on the field right after making a saving, making saving penalty kick is what it says. And it says here, Aspiel, who played for Winklesport B in the second provincial division of West Brabant in Belgium, saved a penalty kick but collapsed to the ground afterwards. According to Belgian media, despite medical staff treating him with a defibrillator, he was pronounced dead at the local hospital. Just suddenly dies from a heart attack. There's a quite a few uh, young people that have taken the jab that actually have uh, passed. Mo- some of them are uh, like soccer players, yeah, football players, healthy people. I know, and you know, it's it's hard getting this information, but occasionally one slips through the cracks, and when it does, I talk about it. See, this one gives me pause, um, and and only to to beg a question. Okay, how many athletes pre jab would drop dead? Not very often, from what I understand. I've done a little bit of reading on the topic, and it's like it wasn't uh, a common occurrence until now. Or did it just not make the news? Uh, and, and I say that because I mean, I mean, we had the '80s, we had the '90s, we had cocaine, we had people dropping dead of heart attacks left and right in the past right people who are seemingly physically in their prime they would just drop so i guess the question now is is the frequency relative to the past more severe well i mean the the one thing i can say about that is that people that play professional sports are in amazing condition Mm -hmm. they have to be to do what they do and from i believe Aren't these people routinely drug tested? We hope. 
I think at so. least in American sports yeah. they are. But, so, you know, Russia has sports too, and they're routinely drugged. You know, just like even like I uh, believe in the the Olympics. I mean, it, you know, you have players from all over the world, and they're all drug tested. It's like if you're if you're doing some kind of drugs, you're disqualified. So I don't know. <coughs> Here's an interesting one. This one's really really sad. Remember uh, back in let's see, 2018. Remember the incident in Thailand in which the uh, the soccer players uh, they they I. They were playing around in a cave. They were in a cave, and something happened, and they got stuck in the cave, and they, and they did this amazing rescue to save all these kids from in this cave in Thailand. Right. Okay? So one of them, and I can't even pronounce his name. Don't even ask me. I'll just do the best I can. He's uh, 17 years old. Uh, name is Dwang Fet Promthep. That's Close enough. I, I'm sure I butchered that <laughs> name like crazy. He was one of the kids that was rescued from that cave. And he just uh, keeled over dead the other day, suddenly. And do we know if he had the jab? Not saying. says here, the cause of his death was unclear. That's what they always say. They always say unclear. Uh, uh, they don't know. It was sudden. It was a brief illness. That, that's that's the terms we hear nowadays. You know, I remember back when you would hear about somebody dying, they would always have a story about how it happened. Oh, they had a history of blah 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 and uh, whatever. But now people no explanation. Sorry, people just die suddenly like that, and and they just leave it right at that. They don't tell you about it, which tells me I believe that they don't want you to know is why well they no, they normalized it with that SADS you know the sudden adult death syndrome they yeah. normalized it now so people are accepting it that they died of a heart attack at 22 23 so this article I found about this says five years ago uh, I'll just call him DP how's that survived a harrowing test of human endurance under rock and in hardness and darkness, the 13-year-old captain of a Thai soccer team that had been trapped before being rescued from a flooded cave in an effort that became a global drama. I totally remember that. He moved to England last year after securing a scholarship to a soccer academy that promoted its high-level program and international student population. I promise I will focus and do my best, he wrote on the social media at the time later posting photographs of his classes and school grounds dom as he was known well that's way easier to say dom as he was known to his friends eluded one tragedy but not a second he died on tuesday according to his family and the zico foundation a thai nonprofit group that helped him win the scholarship he was 17 years old no cause of death was given but here's another weird name kiatsuk sinamong the Zico Foundation's founder told reporters on Wednesday that a teacher found the student unconscious in his dorm room on Sunday afternoon. He died in a hospital after becoming unresponsive. Now I'm just pointing this out. You can you can decide for yourself what you think about this. Well, you guys remember that uh, Buffalo Bills DB that went down after getting hit? When did that happen? Uh, a couple of weeks ago, he got hit in the chest, and he had a heart attack on the field. 
See, I didn't even see anything about that. Now, if you take a look at any of the re, uh, interviews that he's done now, and the uh, reporters are asking him about whether he got the jab or not, uh-huh. he can't answer. No, you're talking about uh, Damar, Damar. Okay, that guy. Okay, yes, I know. Matter of fact, I read an article the other day, and when he was asked about that, he just went, shut up. Somebody has told him to shut up. Somebody has told him not to talk about it. I found that really, really suspicious. Yes, I saw that. Damar Hamlin. Matter of fact, I've got that right here. Damar Hamlin is asked about why his heart stopped. And he replied by saying, something I want to stay away from. Well, why are you going to stay away from it? Well, that's even a weird question to ask a person. Would you know why your heart stopped? If you, Let's just say you had a heart attack, right? Yeah. Would, could you answer the question? Well, I'm sure. I'm I think sure. everyone's answer would be too many bacon cheeseburgers. <laughs> right? No one, no one can go, no, it was the, not, not one person can, but no, it was exactly this. Don't you think it's odd that the, the doctors wouldn't have talked to him about, hey, this is what happened and, you know, whatever. But that's just a strange answer. That's a it really is. strange answer. That's, that's a very, you say this and you're getting, you're getting ruined answer. That, that's what that is. Yeah, exactly. That's the point I'm making. If you talk about this, uh, no, because too many people, you know, the NFL uh, forced this on the players. Mm -hmm. They do not want to take the fall for this by admitting that they were wrong. They don't want to. uh, They're just going to quietly what what I'm seeing a lot of groups now is they're just kind of quietly saying, oh, well, we're not going to require that anymore. That's what they're going to do. And they're just going to try to blow it off and sweep it under the rug. But personally, I think these people should be held accountable. I, I wonder. What, I wonder what they threatened him with. That he says, "I'm not going to touch it. I, I'm not going to go there." What could they have possibly threatened him with? I don't know. I mean, his career is probably already ruined. Well, yeah. I doubt if he ever plays again. It's really not unquestionable to say they threatened him with another heart attack. Wow. Yeah, that they would be threatened him with up. another heart attack. It's not unquestionable. That's yeah. what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not saying that's what they did. I'm saying it's I like, wouldn't be surprised. Like, we made you have one heart attack. We can make you have another. <laughs> You've already had one. <laughs> This little syringe. (laughs) (laughs) So this article talking about uh, this situation, it says, you're 24, peak physical condition that could run circles around me right now. How did the doctors describe what happened to you? ABC News, Good Morning America host Michael Strahan, himself a former NFL player, asked Hamlin during an interview published this week. Hamlin stated that he would not comment on what doctors told him. Well, why not? That's something I want to stay away from, Hamlet said in response, which was not included in an ABC News article about the interview. Strayham then asked, I know from my experience at NFL, they do more tests than anything, and in the course of you having your physical, did anybody ever come back and say you had a heart issue or anything that was abnormal? And he responds, honestly, no. I've always been a healthy, young, fit, energetic human being, let alone athlete. So it was something that we're still processing, and I'm still talking through my doctors to see what everything was. It's just, it, I, I, I have to say I, I feel sorry for the guy because— Well, I do too. You know, I, I considered myself living outside of the realm of politics until the last two years. Right. And in that in that two years, me too. I think a lot of us could say that in that two years, I I, I, I heard this uh, this ivermectin conversation. Uh, 
happen and and everyone went oh it's a horse drug no it isn't it's a it's a person drug that they give to her okay i don't care but actual right? news people were out there pushing this propaganda and it's a total exactly. lie it's Probably. not a ho- it, yeah it is used on horses but it's also a human drug too yeah and we give benadryl to dogs once in a while you know yeah. it, it happens that's right you know medicine is medicine and it gets used wherever it's seen to be applicable um but but the fact that they did that um caused me to start asking questions and i ended up in the hospital with my my three-year-old daughter at the time who had covid and i said so is this one of those ivermectin conversations and he looked at me like i was the spawn of satan i'm asking a doctor a guy who went to school in medicine uh, uh, about something that was politically hot but it's still medicine and he looked at me like i was asking if i should give her carpet cleaner you know, um, and I, I thought that's interesting that, that politics is weighing in more in this conversation with this doctor than his own expertise. Well, here's the thing. It's like because of politics, these doctors were told, OK, you will not mention ivermectin. You will not prescribe ivermectin because if you do, you could lose your medical license. These people have devoted their entire life to becoming doctors. And it's like they're terrified. You know, they're terrified. It's like, oh, my God, if I say the wrong thing, you know, even a doctor I interacted with uh, recently is terrified that they are, I mean, he's doing what he believes is right, but he's terrified they're going to come along and take away his license. Doctors should not be afraid to treat you. Right. You're not a doctor at that point. You're a puppet. You are. I mean, and it's it is happening. It's happening very publicly, and they they have no problem doing it when it's when it's supports their political beliefs. If you if you're if you want to go against them, the uh, who would you even identify as them? The, these radical lefties that are trying to take over everything. That's the part. That's a hard thing about it. Who who are them? Um, then, I don't know. I saw a, a movie one time in which they actually showed the them organization. <laughs> they are. Right. That was funny. You're them. If you want to go against them, they have no problem <laughs> they, publicly you know. taking you down and, and rem- trying to discredit you whatsoever. But the moment you go and discredit them, all of a sudden you're the loon who doesn't know what you're talking about. Yeah. You know, it's, 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 it's pretty crazy. Oh, and you know, today during the course of our show, we have so many things to talk about in which we're just being propagandized and lied to. It's like, like you said, I don't know what to believe anymore. You know, I, I really don't. And it's like, I used to trust the news many years ago. I remember I used to think they were working in my best interest and they were trying to dig for the truth and they were giving me the truth as they, as they could see it. But now everything's been co-opted. Everything's been politicized. Everything. Walter Conkright, they're not, right? Oh, yeah, I used to yeah. believe Rock. I used to believe him. <laughs> I really did, too. He just said what was going on and right. let you form your own opinion. And that's the way it is. Yeah. It's like, you know, I remember, yeah, mm-hmm. I remember Walter. Yeah. <laughs> well, talking on that subject, COVID, everybody knows uh, Bill Gates, right? Oh, yeah. No, who's that? Right? Who? Yeah, really? Bill Gates. <laughs> who's that? <laughs> and you know what Ted TEDx is, right? TEDx? TEDx. The TED Talks, It's a yeah. forum where they do uh, uh, speeches. Okay, all right. Well, there is one particular video that shows uh, Bill Gates having a conversation about uh, population control. Oh, yeah. I've seen that one. And in that particular conversation, he says that uh, vaccines are going to take care of about 5 10% of the population. It's going to kill them. Right. He was talking about it. Actually, vaccines were going to reduce the population. Right. By, now, by I, I had somebody on social yeah. medias that I made a comment about that, and they come back to me. They they're actually thought that, oh, well, that just means that people are going to be in better health. It's like, 
How are you coming up with that? How are you coming up with that? That's no. absolutely insane. In its most innocent interpretation, the most you could get from that is vaccines are going to sterilize 10% of the people. That's what I think. Right. Right. And and, and you how can only you, hope you, it was that innocent. Yeah, right? you're always talking about devil lab. How can you spin that in any other way other than what we think it is? I mean, I, I really... Even in my wild, I cannot even think of a way that I could spin that. Well, you know, I really can't. When when they do animal testing, they have this fifty LD standard that they reach, right? Where they look for the the chemical mixture, and this could be to make something as innocuous as lotion, right? They look for the chemical mixture that kills exactly half of the animals they tested it on. Yeah, right. The fifty life death ratio. Um, and then they work from there to make it safer and safer and safer. But first, they have to achieve that standard. And you have no idea how many 60 LD and 70 LD tests they go through before they finally get to the 50, mm-hmm. right? Just to, just to start there. Um, I would think that vaccines start somewhere similarly, maybe not 50 LD, but they're expecting that 1% of people are going to die from it anyway. And that's for real, vac- real vaccines, mm-hmm. the, the, the real thing, you know. Um, to round all the way up to 10% of the population, population sounds like ludicrous. Well, you know, in the past with vaccines, if there were just a handful of people that died due to adverse reactions, they would take it off the market. Now we've got tens of thousands of people dropping dead from the vaccine. And we're paying the company that made it. Right. And they're still pushing for more vaccines and, they're still pushing and more it. boosters. Mm-hmm. They're and still pushing even it. having a younger age of uh, they want the babies to have it now, the shot. Good grief. I know from six months on. Yeah, they're pushing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're pushing it hard. And if you're a good parent, you'll vaccinate your child. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> That's what they want you to think. Well, yeah, and you're trying, wanting to be a good parent and innocent of all what's going on. You drag your baby down there for, to kill it, basically. It's disgusting. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, I remember having that talk when I, ha- I had a, literally the same conversation with a doctor and they were talking about trying to push that, that shot on my daughter. And I was like, no, 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 we're not, we're not even going to entertain the start of that conversation. Mm-hmm. We're going to find therapies to help her get through the symptoms. Anyone comes near her with that syringe and the conversation continues from prison because I'm, I'm just not having it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would protect my kid. I'd be a really, really nasty mama bear. If they came <laughs> anywhere near my kid with that. Yeah. I would, I would honestly be, <clears throat> I would honestly be tempted to find another doctor. Honestly, I'm not sure if I would trust a doctor that tried to push that on my kid at that point. I'd say, you know, I think I need to find another doctor. Well, it's amazing how much pause it can give you when you watch someone roll their eyes at you and go, Oh gosh, not another anti-vaxxer. Yeah. I'm like, you go ahead and look at my, at my daughter's medical record. She's fully vaccinated mm-hmm. until y'all fabricated this one. Yeah. Yeah. She's fully vaccinated. Don't give me that crap. You know, yeah. it's, it's yeah. just not worth it. I know. It's, it's not, a, it's a non starter. You know, the, the bad thing about this is that we no longer have trust in the medical community anymore. That's the worst thing about this all. We don't have, we don't trust the hospitals. We don't trust the doctors because now you can't trust what they say anymore because they're, they're obviously not basing decisions on sound medical science. Well, you know, it's, it's, I have to say, uh, you know, I'm not the world's most experienced parent. My oldest is seven, right? So I've only been doing this a couple of years. Um, But it's really forcing vigilance to become a thing that a parent wields like a weapon. 
you know, to, to, now I have to stop and think about every interaction that my kids are going to hey, have. Hey, Carlton, we're at the end of the first hour. Hold that thought. Okay, so in the hour two, we're going to talk about uh, we're going to talk about balloons, balloons, the scam that's going on, train wrecks. Uh, it's all a train wreck. Anyway, we'll be back. Don't go anywhere.